What's up, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of The Smoking Section. I'm your host, KJ, and on today's episode, here to spread some growing knowledge, I'm joined by another member of our review team, known as IG, is Weedly Wonka. What's up, man? How's it going? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm about to light this big old doink up and start smoking. What you got to smoke on today? I'm smoking on some Tropicana banana. Right on. Gotta right love on. that. Where's the where now who's that from? Uh so I got this actually from the dispo. Right on. They had some uh they had some sales going on while I was picking up carts and I just decided, you know, hey, I'll try some of their stuff. It's been uh Almost like a year and a half since I've tried Dispo weed. Yeah, it's been a while for me too, man. I uh, a lot of times I'll go, I'll, I'll pick up like some some dabs. There's a few companies that make some really fantastic concentrates, and, and I'll pick up some of their stuff. But as far as actual flour or pre rolls, it's, it's yeah, it's been a hot minute. And see, I don't necessarily mind it too much because, like you say, it's it's been a hot minute. So it's always interesting to have to like a taste test of stuff that you know you also grow because I also grow Tropicana banana. So it's nice to see like what differences you can find or like if theirs is better or not. Or you know, nine times out of ten, it's probably not better. But for about I think sixty bucks. Out the door. It was like sixty two with tax. Well, I've so I've come to like notice it. that most of the, the stuff that I try that medical patients have grown is usually a lot better than anything you can buy from the dispo. It's just handled less, less processes or whatever, what have you. It hasn't been rattled around in the in the jar and sat on a shelf for a month. Right. Yeah. You know, like. You know, farm fresh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, farm to table. You know where the farm comes from, too. That's it, man. So, what uh, what strains did we send out from the review for you to grow? So, I pulled that list up, yeah, because I got a ton of them, actually. He uh, he yeah, went ahead and sent us. me a, a good lineup. So, I'm doing Gelato from Canuck, Purple Haze from Herbie's, Rockbud from Charm City, Willy Wonkers from Southside Genetics. Uh, I had Blackberry Runs Cake from uh, Purple Cape, uh, Caper Genetics, but uh, never germed. So didn't it didn't survive out of even just making a, even the tiniest of root out of the seed. Uh, Grateful Fruits from Reaper Genetics didn't germ. Enigma from Ian's Beans. And then I got the Baby Yoda OG with Grape Dossy Breath from Berserker Buds. And I technically already got my second round from him as well so i'm already cooking up on the second round of what we're supposed to all be testing that's cool man yeah i've got a second round going as well um yeah uh, and none of them were the same so yeah i had a i had a couple i think uh find my list yeah that's i had to pull up my list i was like ah you know that is so that is so many different kinds because i (laughs) i popped all that he gave me just to make sure that I had like viable stuff, you know. So I just went ahead and even if it got like two or three seeds of the same one, I just went ahead and popped everything. 
Yeah, so the Berserker that I got, you said you got a Berserker. I have a black label crossed with Marathon OG. Well, what was the one that you had? Uh, from Berserker, we've got... It was the Baby Yoda OG with the Grape Dosey Breath. Dossy oh. Breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Dosey Breath. Yeah, yeah the Dosey. That's some good, good sound of stuff there. Yeah, and that's I was just uh, blown away, you know, by some of these so far. You know, obviously the ones in Germ, I I kind of was sad about, but you know, how about, as how about, everybody happens, shit happens. Yeah, how about Super Mutt? Did you did you say you had one from Super? Uh, no. Oh, I got Rock Bud from Charm City Seeds. But yeah, I'm also growing some Wildberry Skittles from Viking, Sneaky Link, Southside Genetics, Bruce Banner again from Herbie's. And then I got a couple more that didn't germ out of there. Oh, but you know what's crazy is the the, Chan- the Chinese land race with Mac Auto. They were reg, but uh, Guardian of the Lost Terps. I swear to you, I, I do the same method for all of my germination with my own seeds or with anyone's seeds. I always do a... Uh, Essentially, it's like a, a paper towel and a baggy method. So I, I've done that for years, and that's I pretty much just go with that always. Yeah, it's tried and true for a lot of people. Yeah, so I essentially I don't you know I don't stray away from that. So uh, I always go with that method. But I went through the seventy-two hours, you know, and almost everything had really nice roots. Some of them were popping out of the the seed like husks and everything, and. All they were good, you know, good. That Chinese just sat there, wasn't nothing. I checked it. Uh, I check them about a week after if they don't germ right away in 72 hours, just to make sure, like, you know, they didn't actually germinate after a longer period of time. But after seven days, I looked, they were popped out of there and had roots about like three inches long. So I planted both in one pot and one survived. So I was like, all right, let's. That's got to show you something like that's, you know, right on. that's a strong seed to make it, you know, it takes a long time to get going, but you know, yeah, it's vigorous genetics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, I've never, I've never grown a land race, so we'll see what the cross ends up turning out to be like. Yeah, that's really cool. So you said those were, were regs. Um, are they showing sex yet or? Not as far as I can tell. I mean, it looks looks to be a female from my perspective but i i still have a couple more because they're only on day i would say probably 23 or 4 i'd say they're right around there because they were a little bit later than all the rest of the seeds so yeah they're they're only you know not even a month old yet so hopefully pretty soon i'll be able to see well you know just thinking if you came across a male be some interesting <laughs> pollen to play with you know to yeah, make exactly. your own seeds and such right i had an incident with that so i i essentially gave uh the auto review master uh some seeds from my own we'll say oopsie that i just you know went full blown into it because i had a uh, sumo grande that i was growing that i had randomly gotten from uh a dispo that I worked at. So I'm a, I was a commercial grower at one point 
And uh, this dispo that I essentially worked for gave me a free ounce of weed, like as a holiday, you know, treat or whatever. So I got that from the dispo and had some seeds in it. So I went ahead, I planted them, you know, got them all sprouted up, got a few female, but one male like slipped through the vines and pollinated my flowering tent of like, uh, I would say there was three other crosses in there, but uh, it just pollinated everything, you know? So after I'd seen some starting to seed, I just went ahead and grabbed that plant and pollinated the rest of the stuff that was in there. Like, if it's just going to be bad, let's just make it all go bad. So I just went ahead and did the entire tent itself, a five by five, pollinated everything, and then uh, have been collecting and essentially have a, a huge stockpile of seeds from that incident. But I ended up sending him some so he could give them out to our uh, our testers as well. Oh, yeah. So essentially, you know, we'll have some, some of my seeds kind of hanging out. I, I used to, you know, cull all my males, but now if, some, if it's a good cultivar at least, you know, if, if it's a really hardy plant, whenever I'm doing my outdoor, sometimes I just let it be a happy little accident. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's I kind of went with that. I was like, you know what, it's it's already happened. You can see, you know, some seeds starting to go. So I was like, this is let's just turn this into a breeding experiment because I'd never done it. So I was like, let's just try this and let's go and ended up with that result. And now I, you know, I still am deseeding some weed from that, you know, incident because it had produced so much because some of those plants and there were five feet tall you know regulars so essentially they were just you know photo period plants but they had just you know they had grown to a size where i was ready to have a nice bountiful smoking harvest but ended up just being a very bountiful seed harvest instead yeah you know back in the day (laughs) back in the day we used to buy you know on the, the black market or whatever and and it was we were like professionals at picking stems and seeds out Now it seems like it takes forever to pick seeds out. What's up, guys? This is Mike from The Review. Just want to tell you about Atlantis Hydroponics. We've been using these guys for years now. They uh, have been based in Atlanta since 1998. They have pretty much anything and everything you could possibly need regarding your grow. They have a very knowledgeable staff that's ready to answer any questions you might have. They have a great selection of nutrients, lights, fans, carbon filters, and pretty much everything else. And for those of you that aren't near the Atlanta area, you can experience the same great level of service at AtlantisHydroponics.com. Exactly. And that's, you know, such a funny thing, too, because I remember that, you know, getting like the brickweed from Mexico, essentially, you know, like getting that. That really just like crap stuff that's like smells like gas, but it's probably not because of like the terpenes. <laughs> it's probably because it was in a gas tank smuggled over here or something, you know, like, and you just had to always pick through so much of that stuff and just like de like uh, de-stress so much of that stuff out because, you know, some of it wasn't even full leaf or nug or anything. You couldn't even really tell what it was. Yep, I remember those days. I'm I'm originally from the Gulf Coast, so we had two options. You had the stuff that came from Mexico or the stuff that came from Colombia up through Florida. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Both had seeds. Yeah. We just didn't keep them. You know, back then, you yeah, just yeah, chucked yeah. it out the window like, I hope that grows. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> What's this garbage? Yeah, who cares? Just throw it out the window. Like, don't worry yeah. about it. Which I will tell you is a pain in the ass. Deseeding all that weed and stuff. Like I, you know, I tried their inventive, uh, like build your own auto sorting seed thing. That was just a crapshoot. I now I just hand do it. Like uh, I've been watching, or I've seen, you know, a couple of those like Middle Eastern techniques where they do that kind of thing, where they're always like harvesting seeds, you know, like crazy. Oh, yeah, so I like, take some of their techniques and I've been using them. I'm like, oh, this actually isn't that bad. Like, you know. Do you use like a sieve or? Yeah, yeah, yeah like a sieve technique. And then, yeah, like uh, different kinds of uh, like cloth, essentially, to catch bigger and like coarse material and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely oh, becomes cool. a chore. That's why I say it's it's too yeah. involved. It, it, it's work. Real. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah, exactly. So, um, in your growth, um, have you, is everything going good? Have you had any issues with anything? I mean, honestly, not too bad. I switched, uh, so this time, you know, pardon me, but I used to be a, uh, three-part gen hydro grower. So, you know, I actually still have some of the bottles up there. I have the three-part still, cause I just didn't, you know, throw them out, but, uh, he sent me some microbe life hydro. And so I've been using, you know, a bottled organics essentially to do my grow. So the switch from the, that is, you know, a little bit different. It's almost the same, but it's, it's still different. But other than that, the, the non germinating seeds was only the only hurdle I've had, which, you know, shit happens. That's how it goes. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I still use the three part general hydro. I mean, yeah, it's see. tried just tried and true. It is what it is. It, and yeah. Chances the are answer. most people eat vegetables from the store that are grown with general hydro nutrients. Exactly. Yeah, that's where I, I always hesitate to tell people, but I'm like, you know, if you want to know, like, that's what I got started on. That's what the uh, commercial dispensary that I worked at our grow. We used to use the three part. We added like yep. a two other like end steps, you know, some like trade secrets, wink, wink, we'll say. But uh, they yep. used to add only a few extra things to the three part. And then that was that recipe for, you know, creating dispensary style weed. True. Yeah. I mean, the commercial guys here, they use General Hydro as well. And I mean, I'm an advocate for organics and hydro, you know, salts, whatever, you know, I don't, I try not to hate on anybody who uses salts to grow because at least they're growing. That's, yeah, exactly. that's the main point, you know, and that is hydro shops, hydro shops across the country are, I mean, they're hurting right now, just like everybody else is and helps also build the community whenever you go and you meet the guys that run and own these hydro shops nearby you and you build a relationship with them and the show right. itself has has plenty of you know sponsorships even from some of these hydro shops because you know we've built relationships with them friendships which is cool and then they help you know distribute seeds even to other medical patients which helps them grow and you know, they, they even help sponsor us with our, uh, our, our veteran program. You know, if there's any disabled veterans that have 
issues with accessing propagation material to grow for themselves, we hook them up with free stuff. So that's awesome. That's the way to do it too. I mean, this is definitely, I've never got into this for the money. We'll say that's why I don't do the, the growing corporate anyway now. And I left that whole, whole thing when I just saw the, I don't know, I'd say the politics, but really it's not even, they treat the plant like crap. (laughs) Let's just put it, put it that way. They just, they treat it like absolute crap. And I couldn't, I love the plant too much to see it be treated like shit all the time and be happy about it. You know, like it just wear on you after a while and you just like, yeah, I gotta, I'll grow this at home and I'll treat it like I want to treat it. And then I'll just not do this. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's like, I say for, for this area here, you know, uh, I, I really think that they should have, know regulations or whatever they've got to do with it but they need to allow craft growers they let people do craft breweries like you can easily open up a craft brewery and serve beer and alcohol that that you make yourself that's all fine and dandy but any of these little small time growers that really put love and care into their plants and would like the chance to share it with the world they can't do that you're not allowed to exactly yeah you got to grow it, stick it in a jar, and sell it to the shop. Yeah, exactly. That would be the the ultimate goal, I think, for everybody. Because if we could get it to that level, then you know it would really be a. Because I'm a, I'm in Colorado, you know, so I mean it's it's pretty much like you know you can get weed everywhere. I mean I can get yeah. weed, you know, I'm not even a block from my house or whatever. You know, you can get it everywhere. So, in but eventually, Colorado, a, a nice moment shop. Oh, in Washington, yeah. Yeah, Colorado and Washington are really similar. And I mean, that's the thing, too, is I think I've only seen maybe one or two mom and pop, like, you know, dispos in this entire state. So it's like it's it's definitely something that would be nicer to see is, you know, your local grower could like sell it at the farmer's market, you know, it's just selling edible. (laughs) You can sell you a jar of weed. A lot of your guys' dispensaries owned by like uh, the the larger conglomerate companies. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all owned by uh, like the three or four big companies. And if they're not owned by them, they sure as hell will be pretty you know, pretty soon. That's who bought out the the grow that I used to work at was the the Schwaz company. As long as it hasn't changed, from what I know so far. Uh, the, most of the grows and retail locations here in this state are, they're owned by like a sole proprietor that, oh, see, you know, run, runs the show. Yeah. It's definitely, if you're, you're here, it's corporate. (laughs) Yeah. See, I was just talking to Gordy, uh, from cutting edge solutions and he was actually telling me that most of the, like the dispensaries and the grows and stuff, uh, in Michigan are actually owned by like big time corporate name brands. like. Uh, Miller, you know, like Miller High Life or whatever. Uh, oh good, yeah, like, like Goodyear Tire. There. Yeah. Oh, see. Yeah, because like, it's, it's only a matter of time before they they want a piece of everything. We'll have Coca Cola flavored, you know, weed drinks. I'm sure soon enough. That's why we've got to we got to keep keep up with the home growing and and advocate for craft growers. 
That's also why I say don't put anyone down for whatever style they grow. I do organics outside. I do salts inside. I just learned some new stuff from Gordy too. His uh, that the stuff that they use, the uh, louder powder from Cutting Edge Solutions, is actually not salt based. It is mineral based. So oh, okay, see. So totally different. You don't get that salt buildup. Said that mineral buildup is possible, but. I get you can use uh, you can actually use organics with it, and you don't have to worry about any kind of pH lockup, nutrient lockout. Yeah, and see, and that's more more or less how I'd like to have it because I essentially use a. If I'm not growing for the review, I usually do auto pots, so it's like a reservoir system. So it's like, you know, it becomes a pain to have to stabilize your pH all the time and make sure everything's going good and yeah well i myself like i said i use I, indoor stuff i still use the general hydro three-part and of course i have like silica additive and uh i have a, a carbohydrate additive and you know when i have it i'll add in a little bit of the turpinator too there during flower and of course i have to ph it every time a stock tank will usually last you know, at least a week. So, right, yeah, and that's I have the uh, it's like twenty five gallons reservoir. I, I only fill it to like twenty two, twenty three, but essentially yeah. that that lasts me probably about two weeks, and then I'm refilling it all the way fresh and making a whole new mix. And it's really cool. So, you made the switch from General Hydro to uh, Microbe Life Hydro. Yeah, the microblife hydro. Yeah, it's more bottles, obviously, but uh, you know, it's actually not too too shabby so far. I mean, I haven't come across really any problems with it. So, yeah, I've seen there's a few of the team members that uh, got a set of all the bottles, and I was actually wondering how all that stuff worked. Like, do you do you know how like each say... of the of the bottles, like what they do? Is it a like a three part yeah, mix it... type of thing? Right. It's like, yeah, it's probably, I can't even, it's probably 10 to 12 bottles, but essentially it got, it has everything from your amino acids to like a root dips for uh, like strong roots and mycorrhiza. They have uh, a few of them have like, uh, like essentially like liquefied, uh, I would say like emulsions for them and everything. It's definitely interesting. I would say that uh, the only drawback is it is organic. So some of the stuff that's in there, it does uh, have a nice little funk to it when you've got it going. What's up? This is Gordy with Cutting Edge Solutions here to tell you about our premium fertilizer products. We make everything dye-free, hormone-free, PGR-free, and sodium chloride-free. Check out our cannabis-specific fertilizers and additives for your next grow www.cuttingedgesolutions.com and you can find us on Instagram at Cutting Edge Solutions. But yeah, this yeah. has your micro and macro nutrients for, you know, most vegetables and plants and then each one of them essentially has uh, all kinds of their like uh, the NPK ratios on them and everything. And, but I even got it all the way up to their Terps Plus. So I'm, I started adding that in to some of my feeding so we'll see how how that helps with butt development that's really cool so did you say you were using soil or do you run cocoa or i run uh 
cocoa coir, a 70-30. I use the Mother Earth mix pretty much. Right on. That's, uh... I've noticed that with uh, a little bit of like the the pebbles in the bottom, essentially, for the auto pot system is usually what they recommend and how you run with that. Essentially, those little little three-gallon pots don't fit in those auto pots uh, bases very well. So that's why I was like, oh, well, if I'm going to grow for this, I got to take these out of here and take that down. So now I'm just hand-watering everything. Right on. Team hand water. That's what yeah. team I'm on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, well, you have that system. Doesn't that just water automatically? It's like, yeah, it does. But, uh, you know, I turned that system off because I couldn't fit the pots in there. So I got to go do the hand watering anyway. So I was looking into some of their new stuff and they have, you know, like a base that I could use that essentially would do like bottom feed watering for like a tray. So I was like, oh, that might not be too bad to invest in. Put two or three trays in my little five by five, and have them still automatically get watered. Right. Well, I like I said, I'm about to try to jump on this deep water culture bandwagon and learn how to do this. I uh, went with a new level hydroponic system. I got their two bucket Venturi pump system, um, and I'm going to get it hooked up. I've got some crop salt. I'm going to give a shot. Uh, it's supposed to be really super simple, even with uh, deep water culture. So we're going to see how this works. It's going to be my first time with DWC and probably going to put some Atlas genetics in there. And See, that a... sounds wonderful. That sounds like a dream. It'd be the dream to have, you know, the space enough to do it. I only work out of a 5x5 five five and a 2x2 two two for veg and then for flour. Yeah. And whatever else I want to throw in is, you know, Slowly but surely creeping out of my dining room that my uh, tent sit in. Yeah, well, Mike has uh, one of these setups as well, and he says it's super easy, grows some great stuff in it, so give it a chance. Yeah, see, I'll have to switch over eventually. Switch to the even bigger dream. One of our uh, previous episodes, I think, uh, the one with Cushy, he says his, he has a friend of his that just recently started growing, and I guess the guy really didn't, he didn't know where to start, so he just bought a book. And the book was on how to grow cannabis in deep water culture. And that was his first shot at growing. He full-on did a whole deep water culture grow, and it turned out fantastic, phenomenal, and his first time ever growing. So, I hope I can have similar luck. There you go. <laughs> That's the luck you're hoping for, essentially. Just strive for that, and you know, hopefully you'll hit at least close to it. So, so maybe with a little help from the community here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, so here's all my numbers. Uh, this is messed up. What's going on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so That's it. Not sure what to do. Please help. That's it, man. Part of having a good community. So That's definitely for sure. I, I am a part of... Uh, some of the Facebook groups that are for like beginning growers and stuff. And I just hop in there and answer some questions here and there. And I'm just like, you know, I try to be helpful, you know, like, cause most of their questions are, you know, usually it's like overwatered or underwatered, you know, there's, <laughs> there's just usually a watering issue and it's like, okay, you know, like this is pretty easy to fix. Well, that's going to bring me to this part. There's a couple questions I ask every guest that comes on, but uh, if, if, uh, if you were to meet a brand new medical grower or home grower, however you want to call it, 
and uh, they needed some advice on what to do, how to grow. What's your advice you give them? I would say the number one thing is take it slow and just learn. I would say learn to be a plant whisperer because that was what a guy taught me when I first started out because I really didn't know too much about growing. I had tried really, really young when I was, I don't know, 19 or 20 or something. I tried to grow some plants in a closet, you know, total disaster. Had tiger bloom nutrients, you know, all garbage, we'll say. Um, didn't understand any of it, you know, but I talked to a guy at one of these grows. He was one of like these, uh, we'll say a very bolder down to earth hippie type kind of guy. You know, he was, he was always just cracking, you know, the funniest jokes or whatever, but he was the one who taught me, I'd say about like plant whispering and kind of studying your plants and letting them tell you what's going on, you know, like with what their leaves decide to do or, you know, how it starts acting when you're like in certain stages of growth. And But definitely taking it slow and listening to the plant are probably your two best bets. That's, that's really cool that you say that. So you, you got taught by like an old, an old head, an old, uh, heady hippie type of dude. And <laughs> yeah. I got taught by basically the same thing, but mine was more, um, the the guy who taught me was a, a pharmacist that was um, uh, part of the cultivation team at Old Miss whenever they started the federal grow program, and uh, it, it's a story for another time. Yeah. But yeah, he, he did the same thing though. Whenever he was teaching me, it was like, look at the leaves. What do the leaves tell you they need? They're they'll literally turn a different color for each each nutrient that they need. Like. If it looks rusty, then then it needs iron. You know, if it's if it's yellow, nitrogen. It's not performing, you know, photosynthesis, right? So it's kind of the same thing. It's just two different ends of the spectrum. That's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I I always look to him too. You know, I I you know have asked him questions still to this day, and he'll he'll always chime me back or something. He'll say, you know, yeah, here's here's something that it could be, or here's you know a different way about it, or you know, so I I still learn even from this day from him. So it's always nice, though, to have somebody like that who, like, will show you a little bit of the ropes. That's why I don't mind sharing, you know, like knowledge. If anyone ever wants to, like, ask me a question or has, you know, needs help with their garden or whatever, I will always just be ready to answer anything. I could talk for hours about gardening and about this plant and how to keep it, you know, in its best kind of habitat it can be in and. Yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. That's, and that's what we're building this community for. That's the whole reason behind the autoflower review is, is education, you know, helping new growers grow, helping old growers perfect. Speaking of old growers, uh, the, the second question is, uh, for commercial growers, uh, maybe need some advice. What advice do you have for the commercial guys? I mean, coming from that background, I would say listening to some of the other growers that they have, you know, because everyone employs the the master grower, which is great. You know, a master grower is fine if they have, you know, the actual qualifications to back that up. That's great. But I mean, uh, like the the guy who I would essentially, you know, say is my sensei uh, wasn't even the master grower at the place I was at. He was essentially just the guy who took care of the uh, 
the like nursery essentially is what we called it the nursery with all the clones and all the little baby plants that are in one gallons essentially he was like their caretaker but uh you know he had some of the best ideas at like fixing some of their problems and they never wanted to hear about it from him and you know it was, it was their way or no way and all the all the different kinds of situations and so it was definitely if if you could listen to maybe someone else i always look at it because uh so i heard this term and i had to write down because i couldn't even remember what it was but uh the dunning kruger effect and i i was like this is what everybody just needs to understand it's like you may think you're like the top of knowledge like the peak of knowledge but essentially you could be in the downslope or even the complete crater of knowledge like just learning slowly over time and overcoming you know what you think you know could like save you fortune you know because some of the things that we were doing were you know not cost effective to put it you know in a very short like way of answering that but essentially (laughs) the things that he could have like saved them you know money on or something you know like the things that we could have improved in like the process would have saved them you know hundreds of thousands of dollars but they never wanted to listen to this guy and so he just did it their way. That was the funniest part. He always just did it their way. He was like, no, they don't They don't like it if you do it this way. He would teach me the way he would do it. And then he would show me the way they want it done and then explain the differences of why, you know, like why he would have done it the other way instead of the way they want to do it. And It's like, you know, it would have benefited because I used the steps he taught me to grow what I grow now. And I know they work. <laughs> that, that's awesome, man. I mean, yeah, I'm right there with you. That's that's the way I like to teach people as well. I'm on that, that side of the fence. There was actually another episode where we were you know, discussing the same thing. And uh, a lot of times, the case is with some of these commercial guys is that they want to hire someone who doesn't know how to grow, who knows nothing. That they can they can teach them their little nitpicky ways and and their yeah. their way or the highway type of attitude and what that does is it cuts out a lot of your old school growers or your home growers that you know that that they do it at home that's their hobby that's what they do in their right. free time and they practice all the time it cuts those guys out of being able to to get a job in the industry and you know pursue a passion. Because if you go to work every day and they're like, no, cannot give any input. You have to do it only our way. And yeah. just, it, it becomes a drag, man. It really does. I've oh, seen yeah. it in multiple people, in multiple grows around my area, at least. At Hydro Grow Tents, their focus is simplicity, quality, and innovation. High Time Stash Award winner for Best Grow Tent. Hydro Grow Tents offer unmatched quality and design while remaining budget-friendly. We are proud to use their tent in the review and encourage you to check them out at hydrogrow.com. That's H-I-G-H-D-R-O-G-R-O.com. Yeah, I just, I call it the spirit killer. You know, like if you want to go, if you want to go learn how to make a lot of like, let's just say bulk mids, then you want to go to the commercial route and you want to go study one of those guys. And like, that's what you want to go do. But if you're looking to do like your best work, 
like your your top of whatever you have learned, the culmination of your experience and your knowledge and your everything. If you want to put your best forward, you have to grow at home because they just they will never they'll never want to put that much time and effort or money into caring for the plant as much as a home grower would. Like, let's be real. We all spend, you know, massive amounts of money for essentially maybe two, three, four, maybe top six ounces off of a plant. You know, even if you've done your major, you know, uh, training techniques to get it to a really nice, big, full plant. So it's like, you know, we're lucky if we grow, you know, what we technically are putting into it money wise. But it's all about, you know, your preference and if you want to shine for yourself, I'll say I'm a, I'm a weed snob now because of all the stuff I've grown. Most of the other stuff doesn't compare. Like, yeah, I'll smoke dispensary weed, but you know, it's cause it was like 60 bucks and I was already there and you know, whatever, like, you know, not too big of a thing, but you're you're out and about and you ran out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Like, let's just buy this and you know, smoke a little bit here and there, you know, that's what I'm trying to do anyway is process it. I'm just going to burn it all through and then I don't have it. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we put a lot more energy and effort and money and cost into what we grow at home. But the, I would say the, the payback for is like you, you don't only appreciate the high you like, savor it you know you'll savor every hit because it's something that came from your garden like you grew this and it's something that you took care of and you started from a seed or from a little clone or whatever like it was a baby you took care of it now you're like reaping the reward essentially that's it have a bountiful harvest and get to reap that reward that's it exactly well i mean is any, anything new happening with you? Do you have any plans for the springtime or? Well, I wish I had more of a uh, house with a yard so I could grow outside, but no, essentially nothing is going to change other than probably rearranging my tent to completely, you know, be ready for all the auto flower plants. Maybe, maybe move. We're trying to move hopefully to, you know, somewhere with, We'll say, you know, as easy growing laws as we have here in Colorado, but moving is always nice. I hear you, man. But we will be following you on the Instagram and watching you grow while you make that transition. For sure. Well, wonderful. Support all our teammates. And of course, you know, we're always here for you in the Discord. If any of our listeners ever have any any questions, any issues, feel free to hop over here there's usually somebody that's active that will answer your questions almost immediately we've got live shows coming up all kinds of good stuff and uh i guess that being said man uh, i guess that's going to do it for this episode i want to thank you again for coming on with me yeah man of course anytime this was fun yeah we'll uh, definitely have to have you back on give us a update on your grow as as you grow along too and uh I guess if you guys aren't already, uh, you can go follow him on Instagram. It's Weedly Wonka. And, of course, follow us at the Autoflower Review. And that way you can get in on that 420 giveaway that's coming up. I think there's only a few more days left to enter. Uh, it's got a whole tent set up. We've got nutrients, seeds, swag, equipment, 
all kinds of stuff. It's a huge giveaway. Get over there and, and get into with that. And remember to like and add us to your favorites on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, grow for good. Grow for good.